Hey, honeys. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Who, Where, Their podcast. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful. Yeah, you can just call us the Travel Brats. First name travel. Last name brat. So, what's in the itinerary today? Hello, hello. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Happy, happy what day is it? Happy Travel Brat Tuesday! <laughs> I hope you guys had a great week. I know you missed us, and we're back. We're back and better than ever. And we are here to talk about one of our favorite American cities ever: Chicago. Chicago. All righty, guys, and we're doing something special. We both have a little bit of history with Chicago. That's why we're so darn excited to talk about it today. Ashley is... Technically, I like to say I'm from Chicago, but I'm from a <laughs> suburb she's outside a of Chicago, uh, northwest Indiana. Gotta love Lowell, Indiana. Shout out to my small little town. But so she loves Chicago. She goes in there all the time. She's a fan of the sports teams, fan of the drinks, yes. fan of the places to eat, places go to Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Yep. And me, being the travel brat that I am, I'm from Atlanta, but I love going to visit Chicago because two of my favorite people in the whole wide world live there. My grandpa, Richard, and my grandma, Sheila. So, yeah, so we are doing something super, super exciting. We are giving you guys all things Chicago from the perspective of four to five different people. Basically, Ashley, who's suburban, pretends she lives in Chicago. (laughs) Me, who just has been traveling there on visits my whole life. My grandpa and my grandma and a young professional that's good friends with Ashley and I that recently moved up there. About Ryan six months B. ago. Yeah. Ryan, we love you. Yeah. So you guys are kind of going to get the full spectrum. No matter what age you are, no matter uh, where you like to live, no matter where you've lived before, suburbs, inner city, traveling, all things like that. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to call Papa. I'm going to call him up. I'm going to call my grandpa, my grandpere, my grandpa, and um, Richard. So please enjoy this Verizon ring back tone. This is my favorite part. Reached. <laughs> hello, hello, Gramps. Hello. Hello, hello, Soph. How are you? We're good. How are you? I'm fine. Welcome to Just Travel fine. Brat Tuesday. Yes. So, what's the weather like in Chicago right now? Well, this is the warmest day we've had all year. It hit 65. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No dropped way. Little, and, it dropped a little today down to the 50s and uh, rained a little. But yesterday was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Well, we're honored that on the sunniest, nicest day, you are sitting inside with your travel brats. Oh, yes. My pleasure. All right. So we're going to get started. So I already told our travel brats a little bit of your background of how you've lived there in Chicago almost your whole life. But do you want to tell us a little bit more? Uh, well, sure. I was uh, I was born in Chicago and uh, uh, lived there till I was five. And then my parents moved out to Lombard, which is about 20 miles west of downtown. And at that time, there was real good uh, electric train service downtown. So uh, my mother take me down there uh, for treats to go shopping and stuff like that. So we, we would get into the city quite often. And, uh, and then I went went to uh, Champaign-Urbana, the University of Illinois, for five years. And then came back to the city and actually lived on the north side uh, 
when I started working, lived there a few years and then moved out back out to the suburbs, uh, to the Elk Grove, which is near, near Lombard. Again, it's about 20 miles, but a little northwest of the city. And we now live due west in Itasca. So, um, we, uh, we like the, the, uh, suburban life, but we go into the city, I'd say three, three or four times a month various activities that's awesome so you grew up born and raised right outside chicago have been going into the city three or four times a week since you were a little boy in a month (laughs) and basically we know that you're a history bump buff gramps (laughs) your history bump (laughs) your history buff gramps and so would you tell us a little bit about the history of chicago sure um I'll start with a little of the geography so you can kind of get a picture of it because it folds into the history. Awesome. It's uh, it's located on the southwestern tip of Lake Michigan. And uh, Lake Michigan is really an inland sea. It's uh, 300 miles long and 118 miles wide at its widest point. And surrounding Chicago uh, is some of the best farmland in the world. So that's kind of what shaped the the growth of the city. Initially, uh, some French fur trappers were coming down the Great Lakes and along the shoreline and passed through Chicago and uh, would portage over the Chicago River to uh, the Des Plaines and Illinois River down the Mississippi to New Orleans. And one of them, Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable. Jean-Baptiste! Jean-Baptiste and uh, he started a fur trading outpost and is credited as being the founder of the city uh, he had a ongoing fur trading business in the uh, 1790s and then left and a small fort was built Fort Dearborn and you'll see a lot uh, Dearborn Street and uh, references to Fort Dearborn that was built in 1803 and that didn't last either. And then in 1833, there was, uh, I guess, a group of a few hundred people, and it was incorporated as a village. But then it really took off. There's as the United States expanded westward. Uh, there's there's really no trees once you get west of the Mississippi. Not enough for lumber. So all of the growth and the westward expansion needed lumber for housing and all the manufactured goods for from the east and the logs would come down the great lakes they just float them down or they have ships bring them down converted in the sawed in the lumber and shipped westward uh and chicago just exploded in population um there uh, besides wood there were stuff from the east came and uh, manufactured goods, wagons, and it all, most of it came through Chicago. And by then there was, uh, the farm started taking hold and grain was shipped east at the same time. And it became the, the biggest uh, grain port in the world by 1854. I, when I found that, I found it hard to believe that it happened that fast. Wow, but, yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah. So it was, it was really a big port city much bigger than it is now uh, through the uh, early part of its growth. Uh, So uh, when it was only 37 years old in 
1870, it had already become the second largest city in the country behind New York. Wow. Isn't that uh, crazy? But then disaster struck. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Because of the rapid growth, just about all the construction was wood. There was very little brick construction. Some of the sidewalks and even roads were, were made of wood because of low-lying lands would get mushy in the rainy season and uh, these sidewalks and the roads would absorb axle grease and things from wagons so in the fall of 1871 it was uh, was very dry windy october day and legend has it that uh, mrs o'leary's cow kicked over a lantern and uh, they're not sure but the fire started somewhere around the o'leary's barn and spread rapidly throughout the city. And it was a real tragedy. I mean, in one night, uh, most of the city burned down. They they don't really know how many people died because they couldn't find all the bodies, but the best estimate is around 300. There are 100,000 people uh, left homeless. People had to go down to the the shore of Lake Michigan and some people actually jumped in had to jump in the lake to save themselves the fire was so intense wow that's crazy yeah people with wagons just with horses just running right into the lake you know wow full speed so uh they thought it would take years to rebuild the city but we got a lot of aid from all over the country and the world, even uh, London donated a public library and all kinds of things. Uh, so it left a clean slate for uh, for growth, and uh, the population spurted from 299,000 in 1870 before the fire to 1.7 million by 1900. Wow. Fastest growing city in the history of the world up until that point. Wow, that's crazy. And I wonder Isn't how many it? people yeah. there are now. I mean, gosh, it's one yeah. of the, I mean, we, we were talking about it earlier. It's one of the like cleanest, most beautiful cities. Yeah. yeah. It's my favorite. I might be biased, but it's my favorite right. city. I've and they technically to. had to start all over yeah. in 1870. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. Yeah. Well, Okay, well, that's really interesting history. And so you go down there a lot, and it's a beautiful city. It's got all those crazy, beautiful buildings and restaurants. What are uh, some of your favorites? Well, I th- I would say our very favorite for special occasion is Les Nomades. Oh, yeah, I've it's, been there. Uh, you guys took French, me. French uh, <laughs> ambiance, and, uh, but it's, it's uh, kind of unusual for French restaurants. It's relaxed, friendly, and not stuffy or pompous. Mm-hmm. Very creative food. I think they say it's French with an American twist. Yeah, I'd agree uh, with that. It's so good. What's your favorite thing there? Oh, it's hard to narrow it down. They do a great job uh, with... uh, oh, scallops are very good. Ooh, Their yum. duck is very good. Oh. Uh, they have oh, always wow. have nice soups, and then uh, their desserts. Uh, my favorite is the uh, apple tart. It's Ooh, a little like yes. little apple pie, with, and uh, uh, Sheila likes. They have a uh, chocolate ganache, and Ooh, then uh, 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 Grand Marnier souffle is also right up there. I mean, all are you could throw darts at the desserts. Oh, that sounds cool. delicious! Oh, okay. Yeah. I just thought of an even better question. What is your favorite wine there? Oh. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, they have an outstanding wine list, one of the best in the city. And 
they're not marked up as, I mean, some of them are pretty expensive wines, but they're not marked up as much as a lot of other restaurants. I'd say, you know, it's a very fair markup. Uh, I'd say their white burgundy, mm. burgundy wines are, are our favorites because we usually are getting some kind of, they do fish so well that yeah. uh, we're usually getting a white burgundy. Um, well, I'm like thinking it, about it now. I remember we got that rosé champagne too. What Would you remember the rosé champagne that we got? Yeah, they have. They always have a couple, and it, it, it rotates a couple really nice champagnes by the glass. So you, so you can have a glass of champagne before dinner. And they'll always have a, a white or a rosé, a white and a rosé to choose from. I, I don't remember the exact one you had, but I, I've never had a champagne by the glass there that I didn't love. I mean, they're, they're always cold, served properly, fresh, you know, they don't nothing's left over from last night and gone flat <laughs> oh really like just kidding no, 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 <laughs> were you sure just kidding no it's it's I, great i, I has sometimes hesitate to get champagne by a glass because uh it could be old you know but oh, not true. there it, it's, you know, yeah that's a good point okay gramps so i cannot pronounce the name of the second restaurant but what Fiagia. is it <laughs> Fiagia? yeah that's a very nice italian restaurant it's uh, on a, um, it's uh, one thousand North uh, Michigan Avenue, and you look out. It's right on Oak Street. You look out over Oak Street Beach and the lake, so it's got a gorgeous view. And they serve uh, really high end Italian food uh, with one of the more well known chefs in the city, Tony Mantuano. Uh, they also have a less formal. Um, cafe in the back that doesn't quite have the same view but uh, it's open for lunch and I think it's open on Sundays too and that's Cafe Spiaggia which if you want to try you know before you take the plunge and go to Spiaggia I highly recommend the cafe too that sounds good it's almost as good yeah and much more reasonable so um, those uh or the kind of the two on the north end of the city, or the north end of the downtown region. Oh, okay, cool. And they're both French, yeah? No, Spiaggia is Italian. Oh, okay, so the first but one, Le Nomad is French, and they, then Spiaggia They like Italian. to say, you know, the Italians taught the French how to cook, so... Oh, uh, I like that. I agree with that one. Yeah. And then the Mexicans didn't do any of that, but the Mexican food is great, so that brings us to our next restaurant. Tapala Bampo is on Top Clark Bumpo. Street. <laughs> yeah, it kind of nice rolls off the tongue. It sounds awkward until you say it about 30 times or go there. And then it's okay, ready? Just kidding. Natural. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, and that's Mexican. Yeah, but it's it's regional Mexican. It's not, this, what you know, the typical Tex-Mex or something like that. And, gotcha. and it changes. He, uh, Rick Bayless is a kind of a TV personality. I don't yeah. know if you've seen him, but he uh, has a show on regional Mexican cooking, and uh, he's extremely knowledgeable. And uh, we had a dinner there with your brother and his girlfriend. Shout out to where, Sebastian and Jess. Yes, and they had no food that was uh, brought over by 
the Europeans. It was all pre-Columbian. Really? So That's we, super cool. So we had no beef, no tomatoes. Huh. I mean, it's pretty restrictive when you start to... Uh, no uh, wheat, I think. Wow. Uh, so what I remember is there was a lot of pumpkin. We had venison was our meat. There's Ooh, no pork. Yeah, that was all brought over by Europeans. And it was a really really interesting meal and absolutely delicious so he's creative like that he's always got specials going on and then uh, a little less experimental and uh, more approachable is his sister restaurant Fonterra Grill it's a little more traditional but still with a light touch just delicious cool and that's right Uh, next door so the two are next to each other oh very cool awesome and then what is river roast uh, I picked that because it's a little different than the others. It's a kind of family dining. Uh, we've gone there uh, with your mom and dad and uh, your sister. So the five of us would go and get, uh, you can get a, you, a whole chicken or a whole pork roast and then oh, eat cool. family style, but it's extremely well prepared. It's very simple, but really about as good as the simple food can get. It's right on the Chicago River with beautiful views of the river and the city. And the time we went, we after dinner, you can walk along the river now. They, they've oh, pretty much so built nice. sidewalks on both sides. And there are other restaurants and bars as you go go east from uh, where uh, River Rose is. And uh, on a summer night or evening, it's just a beautiful walk back towards downtown you know more of the center of downtown oh that's the food there is really good oh yum we gotta we gotta go there we gotta go there next time i'm up there you're going there with everybody but me yeah 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 and Uh, then trattoria yeah trattoria uh is is uh number 10 I, I think uh, in Italian, that's a place that serves like little plates or, or something, but don't quote me on that. But anyhow, this is a, a full-service Italian restaurant. It's in the basement of 10 North Dearborn, and it looks like a Renaissance kind of castle Ooh. with vaulted ceilings. That's super and cool. They have excellent kind of Italian-American food, very nice moderately priced Italian wines from all over Italy, uh, knowledgeable waiters. We had one from Sicily, a, a white wine, that, you know, was very moderately priced. It went very well. They do, they do fish really well. They do duck well. And, of course, they do beef very well, too. And uh, uh, we always like that. It's close to... Uh, Symphony Center too. It's like three blocks, so we sometimes eat there before we go to the Symphony, and it's just a short walk. Oh, that sounds good. That's perfect. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was thinking about yeah. the word trattoria. I think it's probably like the Italian version of tapas. Yeah, because tapas yeah, is the Spanish. Some, similar. Snacks. Yes, exactly. And, snack uh, plates. Cool. But it's it's a it's been around that restaurants been around for probably 30 30 35 years and it's still fresh and you know innovative there's always some couple daily specials and uh, we really enjoy that and so those are all amazing nice restaurants thank you for that gramps and i think we've gotten to one of the best kind of i wouldn't really call it fast food because it's so good yeah it 
there's no good I, word for it. Yeah. <laughs> the comfort it's food. It's amazing. It comfort food. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Comfort I food. didn't want to call it fast food for the same reason. Yeah, it's not. And uh, uh, Portillo's has several locations. There's uh, a big one downtown. There may be some other ones around downtown, mm-hmm. too. Uh, they're Italian beefs, probably their signature dish, but they also do uh, Chicago-style hot dogs which have a very specific recipe. It's a poppy seed bun, no no ketchup. I ordered a Chicago-style hot dog last time I was home, and I asked them to just put ketchup on it, and I'm telling you, these people looked at me with disgust. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, you monster. They really take it seriously. It's so funny. Well, you want to hear something cool? Grams yeah. is when um, we were driving there one time. There's one in Tampa, surprisingly. I have no idea why. But we went there. I went there with Ashley, and she got cheese sauce. And I was like, why are you getting cheese sauce? And she dips her fries in it and poured it on her Italian beef. And I started doing that, and I went up to your house, uh, like, a couple months ago. And I did it there, and everybody was like, what are you doing? But it wasn't it good? Did you try that? No, I, I, I tried a little of yours, I think, yes. Yeah, yeah. we were dipping it in the yeah. cheese, and it was so fries, good. Yeah. yeah, it was super good. Yeah. So that's yeah, like, like a it. new trick. <laughs> it's like a new trick. So, yeah. and then, oh, and then obviously we're in Chicago, so we have to talk about pizza. Gramps, where's your favorite pizza place? Well, my my favorite's probably Lou Malnati's. Uh, they have locations all over the, the, the city. Uh, there, there's a, a similar one I was telling you before you call, or before we went on the air on uh, Uno's is on Ohio Street and he and, and Lou Malnati were partners and so the pieces are similar but Malnati's is, is expanded more but if you're down there it's worth trying Uno's and then a block away he's got Douay's which is his second restaurant. So pizza hopping? Uh, <laughs> Anyone? There are a lot of other pizza places that uh, Giordano's are yeah. really good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Chicago's your place for pizza. Deep dish. And, Deep dish. Uh, I don't want to limit it that. If you, you know, if you've got others you want to try, by all means, there's uh, Giordano's, Connie's. Um, there's a Roberts Pizza downtown that's supposed to be really good. I haven't been there, but I've heard really good things. And then out in the neighborhoods are really good pizzas too. So, uh, but if you want to be sure. Try Lou Malnati's thick crust with sausage. Mm, that's like Portillo's comfort food, Lou's soul food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so speaking of uh, stuff that goes, you know, down into the tummy, drinks, gramps, where's your place to go get champagne? Champagne for everyone. Champagne. Yeah, if, if weather permitting, my very favorite place is. Uh, in the Trump Tower, it's on the 16th floor, the Terrace 16, I think they call it. Ooh, and you're, you go out on the terrace, and you're just above the Chicago River across from the Wrigley Building. And you, you feel like you could almost touch the Wrigley Building. And then if you look hmm. east, you look down the river to the lake, and it's just a gorgeous view oh, wow. mean, on a nice day. That sounds beautiful. Um, I, I didn't put it down here. There's an another one across the river in the London House Hotel. We've been and there, yes. Have you been there? I haven't. It's We've seen wonderful. people there and you wave to them and it looks like they're having a good time there. It yeah. was so awesome. Weather <laughs> permitting, it was so much fun. Um, that Isn't was it? my favorite yeah. place of them all. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Is it really? Yeah, definitely yeah, check it out. try that. It's, it's just, it's got to be weather permitting, you know, and it seems like when we go down there, either we don't have time or the weather's not right, but we're going to try it this summer, yes, you know, at London House. That brings up it, a good it, point, though, uh, Gramps. When would you say that is the best time to travel to Chicago? Like, uh, you know, May, June, winter? Well, I, <laughs> I looked it up. I have my opinion, which I'll give you. I looked it up in the uh, on the internet. The, the site I saw said, "Don't come between <laughs> December mm-hmm. and February, or early March." Do you hear that, guys? That was a D recommendation. True, unless uh, unless you're a polar bear. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I went in but, um, uh, January, and I was kind of slipping and sliding all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but the advantage is. Places aren't crowded, and uh, there's there are always the indoor things, music, and uh, uh, although the Chicago Symphony Orchestra deserts us in January, they either go to Florida or Europe or who Florida or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so my very favorite months are um, August and September. It just seems, I mean, you can get a, you can get a hot day in August, but there are fewer of them. In July, it can be a little hotter. You get a little more rain in July, but July is very nice too. But August and September, I I always picture these clear blue skies, and if you're out by the lake, the lake takes on this beautiful blue color, mm. and uh, it's usually calm for boat rides and stuff. Ooh, that uh, sounds October awesome. is very nice. You, about middle of October, you start getting the leaves start changing. But you start losing some of the beautiful flowers that you have over the summer. Oh, yeah. um, April and May, it, as, as it starts warming up, you get more warm days in May. You can get very nice days in May. You get longer days. June's nice. It can get hot. It can get a little cool. So it's a little more erratic. It's There's this... Uh, battle going on between the cold air coming down from Canada and the warm air coming up from the Gulf up through the Mississippi Valley and uh, depending on who wins you can get hot days in June but uh, you can get days into the 40s too Uh, expecting uh, warm weather it's a little disappointing so the most reliable are August, September and the first part of october yeah we agree with that got it got it down so gramps a minute ago you mentioned um the symphony and so we want you to talk a little bit about the arts and where are your favorite places to go okay uh i would say my very favorite is uh symphony center in the old timers call it orchestra hall and that's the home for the chicago symphony orchestra uh, among other things, and it's one of the great orchestras in the world, and they're on, right on top of their game now. They've got a great conductor. The, the players love him. They just seem to play better for him, and uh, if you get a chance to see them, uh, I highly recommend it. Their season starts in uh, early, pretty early September and goes through towards the later part of June. But they do travel in January and early February, uh, so you have to check the schedule. But they're, this year they're celebrating the 250th 
anniversary of Beethoven's birth, and they're doing all of Beethoven's symphonies. Oh, wow. All his piano concertos, all of his piano sonatas. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that sounds awesome. really an experience. But our, the Symphony Center also has uh, a lot of jazz. On uh, Friday nights, there's a series where the biggest names in jazz come. Uh, oh, that's cool. They also have piano recitals on Sunday. Um, that sounds really other, fun, Gramps. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, that, the yeah. Um, flipping the art from music to art, art like paintings and sculptures and stuff, and um, all the above museums. What are your favorite museums to go to? Um, I would say my number one favorite is the Art Institute of Chicago. Coincidentally, it's right across the street from Symphony Center on Michigan, South Michigan Avenue. Uh, I'll talk about the other museums, and they're great, but the uniqueness, if you only have a few days, you know, that you'll see paintings there that, just like any other great art museum, that you won't see anywhere else in the world, you know. So, right, that's super uh, cool. So they have a, a first-rate collection of Impressionists and post-impressionists like Monet, Renoir, Pizarro, uh, Manet, and uh, Cezanne, and moving into Picasso, they have uh, George Seurat's uh, Sunday afternoon on the Isle of Grand Jatte. It's this huge canvas painted with little dots. Oh, if yeah. If you saw it, you'd recognize it. It's his masterpiece. And uh, if you get up close, it's just dots, and as you step away, the colors just blend together. It's uh, it's stunning. And then Kayabat's uh, Paris on a rainy day with this guy with an umbrella and a guy and a woman. And uh, oh yeah, so uh, there are it's. You can spend anywhere from an hour. You can go up the stairs as you go in. You go into where the impressionists are and just keep going straight back. And yeah, depending and the, on how um, much time you have. American uh, Gothic is there too. Yes, that's right. In Hopper's uh, Nighthawks, there's a lot of modern, you know, 20th century American art. Uh, one, one thing I uh, didn't mention to you is uh, there's an app. If you uh, the Art Institute, it's a free app, and then then it's like having a, a set of uh, uh, an audio guide. Oh, that's cool! Paintings. And it's free. You know, you don't have to rent a guide or anything. Oh, we and use a lot that of the when paintings we went. Have a number, and then you just hit the number and get a uh, a nice explanation of that that painting. And then they also have uh, exhibits, and I think. Uh, you went to the one with um, Andy Warhol. That was Andy awesome, Warhol, and we did use the audio yes. app guide. It's super cool. Wasn't that? Yeah, amazing? that was beautiful. So they their seasonal exhibits are awesome, and then they obviously have the classics there. So number one place, Gramps. Where else do you like to go for? How about like science and fishies and fishies? Fishies. Yeah, I I would say my my next favorite is probably the Field Museum of Natural History. It's oh, on yeah. a beautiful campus on a peninsula that goes out into the lake. It's also got uh, the Shedd Aquarium and the Adler Planetarium. But they have, uh, they just, uh, they have the best uh, 
skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, Sue. Her name is Sue. She's got her own room there now. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. With all kinds of sound effects and, and, and lighting effects, and they just added a Montasaurus, I think it is, or the it's, uh, it's the largest dinosaur, the largest land animal that ever lived. Oh, wow. And that's, cool. uh, that's on the main floor. And the Egyptian love, exhibit. What? And the Egyptian exhibit. The Egyptian exhibit is spectacular. The uh, Evolving Earth is really good. And they've always got specials. They had one on uh, jellyfish a couple of years ago that was oh, that's just cool. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I could uh, yeah. never forget the Egyptian exhibit because remember when I got my arm stuck in it? I do. I wasn't <laughs> going to mention that, but it's fair if you mention it. Yeah, they got to pull yeah. me out. <laughs> Security. Yes. Had, had a call the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And so, um, okay, so we got Field Museum, Shed Aquarium, and then I see here Museum of Science and Industry. Yes, that's, I think, the uh, most visited museum. Uh, the really spectacular thing they have is they have a, an actual, real, honest-to-goodness German submarine that was captured in the Atlantic. There, there were very few submarines captured because the German captains had orders to sink their ships. So the code books and things and, you know, any secrets on the on the submarine wouldn't get fall into the Allies' hands. But this one, they, they were able to capture. They brought it up through the Great Lakes, St. Lawrence Seaway, uh, and down Lake Michigan, uh, and then across uh, Lakeshore Drive. And it's got its own building now. For a while, it was outside. You can actually go in it and see what tight quarters uh, they had to live in. I mean, it's, it's really worthwhile. They also have a, a, a model coal mine. You can get into an elevator and go down. Oh, yeah. Cars like the miners do. Very realistic. That. That's and, super uh, cool. Worthwhile. They're All right, Gramps. traveling uh, science exhibits and an IMAX theater there that usually has really good movies, on, usually on space exploration. That's super cool. Okay, Gramps. So this is down down to the good part. What what sports teams do you like? From well, Chicago? I like I like the Cubs, and uh, they mm-hmm. yeah they play in a beautiful field, Wrigley Field. You get a chance. So beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful venue. It's, it's like built in I don't know, the twenties, or and they renovated it, and it's just. You know, it's kind of a, a Chicago landmark now, and uh, they they still have a good team. The core, they're really great. World Series players are still there. A lot of them are going to be free agents in another year or two. So, uh, uh, I think all they lack is pitching to be a, a real contender again. But I also want to mention the White Sox which uh, is the Southside team, plays in the American League at Guaranteed Rate Field. And they've got a really good up-and-coming team. Uh, A couple of their best players are ones they got from Cubs in a trade. But uh, they're an exciting team to watch. And if you just like good baseball, either team, you know, depending on when you, you visit. Since there's two teams, there's usually one in town almost all the time. Well, uh, Ashley is a Red Sox fan, but she does love the lovable losers. 
Yeah, the little uh-huh. losers, and then they start winning. <laughs> but Gramps, you went to the World they Series. Winning, exactly. Yeah, you went to the World Series to see them. Was that awesome? Yes, it was. Oh my and gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, they went to the World the, Series. Him and Shields. Oh. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the highlight each year is when the Cubs play the Sox, mm-hmm. and they usually play three games at Wrigley and three games at Guaranteed Rate or Sox Park. Mm-hmm. And it's usually pretty good-natured rivalry, but it's very intense. And uh, it seems like the team that's doing well is always the one that that loses two out of three or three (laughs) out of three. You know, the the weaker team that year rises up to get revenge. So it's always exciting, and the the standings don't have any meaning for those games. True. Okay, and they have soccer in Chicago. Yeah, they do. The Chicago Fire plays oh, at Soldier God. Field, uh, which is just south of uh, the Field Museum and the, the, the museum campus. That's the, really the home of the Bears, but the Chicago Fire plays there, too. And then there's a, a, a very uh, avid fan base for soccer, you know, with uh, all of the uh, European uh, immigrants here. Uh, it's it's very popular. I'd say for intensity, the uh, Blackhawks hockey fans so fun are are almost in a league of their own too. Uh, they play at the United Center where the Bulls play. Oh, the Bulls! Yeah, we're on hard times now. Oh, hard times. Yeah, since Michael Jordan left, you know, it's kind of been a gradual decline. R.I.P. Michael. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And then the, the women's NBA, Sky, usually has a very competitive team. Oh, cool. They're worth seeing, and they're right south of downtown in the Wintrust Win Arena. So that's another sports. And then uh, there are a lot of golf courses around. If, uh, I'm not a golfer, but. Uh, Me neither. They're just all over in the suburbs. So if you're a golfer, you can. And there's some public links along the lake in the in the park system. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. Oh, yeah. and um, I don't know what it, the park, the main park in Chicago. Forgetting the name of it. Millennium well, Park. Millennium Park, yeah. where yes, they have Millennium Lollapalooza. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, Grant Park. New. Grant Park. Yeah, it runs into Grant Park, and then. Excuse me. They tried to uh, keep the lakeshore free of commercial buildings, and it kind of runs in. And then Lincoln Park starts uh, a little, little north of Millennium Park, and that uh, has a zoo in it that's free, oh, that's and it's cool. uh, really you can just so you can run in there for a half an hour if you're in the area or something. Oh, that's so cool. And they've kind of landscaped, you know, so it's hilly and it makes it seem a little more natural. Uh, very nice selection of animals. It's the monkeys. small and compact. The tigers? The bears? Oh, my. <laughs> they have so, monkeys. So it's like parks on parks on parks on parks. And Chicago also has crazy cool buildings. Grandpa, tell us about the buildings in Chicago. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the, one, the most famous is probably... The Sears Tower, only it's not the Sears Tower anymore. It's the Willis Tower. But a lot of people still refer to it as the Sears Tower. It was the tallest building in the world from when it was built. I think it was 1973 until 
uh, around 2000 or so. It, it held the title for 25 or 30 years. It's still the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere. They have a really great observation deck on the, one of the top floors, and they have the ledge, Ooh. which is the last platform you yes. walk out. That's where we see all those pictures on everyone's social media from. Yes, look down a hundred stories if you dare. And it's 103 floors, correct? Yeah. yeah. Whoa, oh that's gosh. pretty yeah. high. And then we have um, John Hancock building. Yeah, that's almost as tall. I, I like the view to compliment. They're both good. I wouldn't say one's better, but the Hancock, uh, you're looking north along the shoreline of the lake with all of the buildings, uh, residential buildings, and uh, it's just a and parks and boat in the summer. There's harbors for the boats. It's just a beautiful view. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. East, you look out over the lake, and they have a thing to compete with the ledge. It's called a 360 or something. But you you lean on these glass paint. You have handles on uh, the side, and you lean forward, and this thing tilts out. And you're looking down, you feel like you're going to fall through it. And uh, we did that. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, that was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. It was like, do you remember how we, like, leaned out and then yeah. it kind of stopped for a second? And then it quickly, like, it was slowly lowering us out. And then it stopped and you think it's over and it's going to bring you back in. And then it goes, like, you know, like, forward. And I literally thought we were falling yeah, out of the building. Yeah, it goes farther. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, yeah, we did that together. And if you guys talking to our travel brats if you guys are interested it's just called the hancock 360 and it's so much fun but it's super scary so if you're not a heights person no no not your thing (laughs) i don't think that was sheila's thing either grandpa (laughs) a couple other things on the hancock while i think of it they have a pretty good restaurant on the 95th floor uh it's not unusual but they have good steaks and stuff and then on the 96th floor, you can go there and just get a drink if you want. Oh, that sounds and, fun. And walk around. And I, I think a drink's probably no more than the admission cost to the observation deck. So, But you, then you don't get to do the 360. I, you know, it's a separate elevator, I think. Ooh, but, drink, but 360. It's, it's a nice, drink, 360. very nice place to have a drink, you know. And, and uh, beautiful. You can walk around the whole building so you can see, you know, you know Different views. Oh, yeah, you can see different views, including my favorite place in Chicago. You can see it from there, and I have pictures of it, Navy Pier. That's right. Tell yeah. us about Navy Pier, Gramps. It's uh, it's about 3,300 feet long. It's a pier that goes out into the ocean. It was originally built as a real working pier, and then as the... Uh, the port activity declined. It kind of fell into disuse. And when I was growing up, it was uh, the home of the University of Illinois in Chicago. And oh, no way. It was the only university in the country that could be sunk by a submarine. <laughs> That's and, crazy. And then uh, as they built a new campus for the University of Illinois, uh, just west of downtown, uh they tried to find things to do with it, and finally one of the mayors came up with renovating the whole thing. There's excellent restaurants there. There are all kinds of boat rides. Oh, the boat uh, rides are the best. take off there. There's a sa- tall, you know, mass sailing ship. 
the Wendy, there's dinner cruises, there's speed boats, there's uh, something that goes slower. Uh, I think my favorite's the Sea Dog. What's your favorite? The Sea Dog. Yeah, you get but, soaked though, so don't yeah. dress nice. No makeup, ladies. Now they have the super sea dog too, which oh, is even no. faster. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Yeah. And uh, I also re- highly recommend though the uh, Ferris wheel. Oh the yeah, they got the Ferris wheel and the swings. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, the swings the are swings. fun. You and got the me out of that once, but not, not again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> and then the uh, the theater, they do all those cool plays. Yeah, there's the Shakespeare Theater, and it, I may have insist you there. They've actually put a tent up that's uh, kind of like the theater in Shakespeare's time. And some plays are in that, and some are on the uh, indoor or in the indoor theater. They they don't do just Shakespeare. They also do other other popular plays. We've seen musical there. We saw Madagascar there. Oh fun! Oh uh, yeah, I think we saw the Little Mermaid once there too. That was fun. Little Mermaid. That's right. Yeah, and they. Excellent job. They're always good. They bring uh, some theater from Europe there, and they also do shortened Shakespeare for uh, for children, you know, 45 minutes and, and uh, stuff. So they're, uh, it's a, check it if you're coming. There's always something worthwhile. Yeah, there. that's a good family theater, too, in case you don't yeah. want to bring your little kids to, like, the Chicago Symphony and, like, <laughs> Wicked yeah. and all that stuff. So, okay. Well, um, what about the CAC River Cruise? Oh, okay. That's the Chicago Architectural Center. And the, the three things I wanted, I would recommend if, if you're coming to Chicago to kind of get a feel for the city would be a boat ride from Navy Pier, the, the river cruise, and then take a, a one of the big buses that drives you around the city. But the river cruise of the three, I think, is the most interesting. Uh, Chicago is known for its architecture, mm-hmm. partly because oh, yeah. uh, it, it was a young city and, and uh, grew fast, and uh, probably couldn't afford the, the well-known architects that were practicing in New York and everything. So they got a lot of young experimental architects there throughout its history. And uh, uh, I didn't put it in the written part, but Frank Lloyd Wright got a start there. Ah. Uh, and uh, you can go to Oak Park. I tried to restrict this talk to the downtown mm-hmm. but in oak park and there's good train service there there's his studio and a lot of his houses are that's really cool because we saw um, one of his houses in arizona i actually don't think i've seen any yeah, of his aren't uh, they amazing? they're yeah. crazy cool so that'd be a good spot yeah. place to check out his but, homes but this river cruise a lot of the beautiful buildings are were built along the river and uh the docents that guide the trip are really knowledgeable you could take the trip over and over because every time you get a different docent they'll give you history on different buildings and you know and go deeper into one of their favorites so i highly recommend that it's just a beautiful tour as well and i always learn something from it and i gotta put in a commercial for my favorite new architect who's who's Helping to transform the city. Who's that? Genie Gang. Yeah. Who is it? Genie Gang. G A N G. 
and uh, she designed the first one she really stunning one in Chicago was the Aqua Tower the balconies are kind of wavy wait we stayed in that one night yes it looks like waves from like from the ground level you look up and it looks like the ocean yeah that was so cool that's one of the coolest buildings and inside grandpa the floor is like um, blue and shiny it literally looks like you're in an ocean it's super cool there may be a restaurant in there now too I don't know Uh, yeah yeah I think there is you see that from the on the river cruise but if you you don't get to the river crazy you can still see it and she's got another one that's being built now vista tower where the the, the thickness of the building waves in and out and there's like three different towers going up uh that help support each other she's really creative uh and she just recently it was announced she's won a contract to to redo the terminals at o'hare Oh no way! So oh gosh, yeah, that that something. airport needs help. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it's so confusing. So. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh well, Grandpa, thank you so much, Richard, for thank you. coming on and talking to us about oh, all pleasure. things luxury yeah. Chicago. That was really awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. So Good. we will catch with you soon. Say bye to our travel brats. Bye. 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 Talk to you later, okay. Gramps. All right, take care. Take Thanks. care Come right visit now. Us. Yeah, <laughs> will do. <laughs> All right. Bye. Oh my gosh, you guys. So that is your all-inclusive so awesome. on all things Chicago. Richard is the best history buff, city buff. He knows where the good foods at and he knows everything there is to know about Chicago. That was seriously so cool. Like, uh when we planned to interview him, I had no idea he is just so much knowledge yeah. about everything. Born and raised. Born and raised. And we'll definitely be putting all of this on our blog, too, with him. And this was one of the perspectives that we were really excited to share because those were all the ins and outs of even some fine dining restaurants to even just getting to know Navy Pier. Um, because it's cool to see the different perspectives, without a doubt. So thank you to the Abe Lincoln of Chicago, <laughs> Richard right? Comeric. Guys, so next week... Since our Chicago, All Things Chicago, was filled with too many amazing places, stories, and things to do, we are going to be taking a different look at Chicago through the eyes of three young kids, me, my travel brat, Sister Ash, and our buddy, Ryan. So guys, we're peacing out. Happy Travel Brat Tuesday. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.